Drums, please. <laughs> Wrap your arms around with your mercy I give up on doing things my way When you say give me a ring, you really meant a ring, huh? Turned out to be more than just a fling, huh? Three hours to get back from Palm Springs, huh? Who you know spend an hour in Walgreens, huh? You know you always be my favorite prom queen. Even when we in dad's shoes and mom jeans. Too many complaints made it hard for me to think. What it is, what it do, what's poppin'? It's Marquise Q back in the motherfucking building. Yo, 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 what's good in the hood? It's your boy Ray Rashawn. Hands down, man down. It's your boy Easy E, Eric. Back up in this bitch. Jeez, boy, I heard that since South Florence High School ball. <laughs> Never get caught lagging out here. That's a life principle, not just on the court. Bruh, I put that in my um in my uh pound cake freestyle that has yet to drop yet. I put that oh, on my shit. Bro, we might have oh, to drop shit. that out. Hey, niggas don't know about the pound cake freestyle now. Bruh, if you was Yeah, gotta answer it on the pod. That's my mama. You want me to answer the phone call with my mama? Hey, that's the rule, bro. That's the rule. Ain't no rule. <laughs> bro, All right. Sean, you was definitely right. Like, nobody was, bro. If you dig in Facebook deep enough, you'll find that shit. Definitely. But I ain't gonna tell you where it's at. <laughs> bro, but we're here to talk about we kind of did in like reverse order of how things we like we're dropping like you know sequence of events but today we're here to talk about none other than arguably one of the best albums to drop in this year 2021 mark my words donda oh, shoot. donda man donda 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 <laughs> <laughs> and like i like i said i feel we, like there's so many places to start with this project <laughs> We, I guess, like, we can talk about how it was delayed and deferred for a long time. Um, I think it's been one of the projects, I guess, Kanye has been kind of prophesizing that was supposed to come out. Bruh. It was supposed to be dropping, if I'm correct, in around 2019, but it wasn't even supposed to be called Donda. It was supposed to be called God's Country originally, if I'm if I'm correct on that. You know, I feel like this has been the year for, like, uh, those albums that everybody keeps talking about. You, know, you remember how Uzi had a Eternal Take, Playboy Cardi had a whole lot of red. I feel like this is, like, the time for those... Uh, those projects that um people have been working on for so long that I guess the fans have so much hype around. I mean, or not, y'all boys, y'all might see it differently. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I thought Sean was going to say something because he got off mute just now, so my bad. But. No, my bad, my bad. I thought, I thought somebody else was going. But yeah, no. uh, I definitely agree. I feel that uh, this project was something I feel that he wanted everybody to be a part of low-key. I mean, not just because he had a bunch of features, but I feel like he was strategic in how he did the listening parties. And I feel like he wanted everybody to be connected to this project in some type of way. And we didn't notice at the time, but the, the project wasn't done. He was doing the listening parties. So in a way, yeah. he kind of was just feeling us out, feeling what songs that the fans actually fought with and what they didn't. And I don't know. I feel like, I feel like it's very unique. I've never seen an album roll out, roll out like this. So I definitely think it's pretty legendary. I'm a, this is my first hot take of the day. I feel like this isn't an album. This is literally an experience. Donda is an experience. Like, um, it just doesn't seem 
the conventional music route. I feel as if some of this can be described as like kind of orchestric or symphonic in a way by the way Kanye's production is. And that's one of the um, points we'll definitely talk on later in the podcast. Uh, I'm sorry, this broken record. But no, I just definitely feel like this is just more than an album. And you had to be there for every single part of the journey to really fully understand it. I mean, Eric, if we being honest, I mean, you was kind of hesitant to even be a part of the journey, wasn't you? Dog. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. And, I, and I'm saying this from experience because I do feel like I'm, I, I got on late. Because these uh, listening parties have been happening for a little minute, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I can't quote the date. But um, I believe Kanye ended up finishing with three or four listening parties at all these different football stadiums, which I don't know how he got access into. I guess he did a different echelon. But, uh, yeah, I definitely caught on late because I just didn't want to, like, spoil the final product. I just wanted to be able to enjoy that. I didn't want to hear no rough drafts. But, boy, I was wrong. Bro, I know, bro. I'm not gonna lie. After those first two, let me go give you a little backstory. So me and Eric, you know, like we did for CLB, we you know congregated as good brothers do to you know fellowship, you know, indulge in good music, and you know for some reason, whenever we do that, bad things tend to happen. Had <laughs> 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 to say we met up the first two times in um, in Salisbury to listen to the album, and Kanye Cap both of those times he's at Mercedes Benz, so. After no, we that, was up till 2 a.m. Bro, we was up till 2 a.m. The first time, I'm not going to lie, the first time I really wasn't that upset. You know, stuff happens, you know, with Playboy Cardi not dropping narcissists. I was like, this must be something that's going on in 2021. But the second time, I was pissed off. Like, I was more mad than I ever been, for real, for real. Bro, I really felt like, a, like I, feel, I really felt like those old sneakerheads that you used to see back in, I guess, back when people used to go to the malls. No quarantine, but they just be in line, you know what I'm saying, just waiting, and then they all of a sudden don't have it. I felt like that's what I was going through. I was on this ride getting ready, then they said I'm too tall for the ride, and they ain't dropped. We already had, you know, like Sean was saying on the last one, like he already had, you know, a couple, you know, put up in the air, and that was literally us. And we had the, I think, little Tekka dropped that night, and Gunna had a song on um, that first night it was supposed to drop. So by the time we already got done twisting up, like that was, that was literally. <laughs> Well, we had to listen to, and that's Bro, I think we went. My bad. I just think we went through all the releases that night, waiting on Donda. Like we listened to every single new release. I think we went on live too for a second. I'm glad nobody saw that. Oh shoot! <laughs> we were just trying to spot some engagement since Donda wasn't happening. <laughs> like Kanye, hello, we're waiting. Bro, no cap. I know y'all remember when I tweeted uh about a month ago. I said Kanye, if you don't drop it, I'm gonna drop it. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why he went ahead and dropped it so early. I know you've seen that. No cover art and stuff. And you probably wasn't the first one that he got that t- uh, message from, to be honest. Tell me. Because, Sean, how long have you had? I'm just going to put this out there. Sean definitely had VIP access. She must have snuck into the concert himself because he definitely had Donda, like you said, maybe a month, probably even more before we actually heard the final quote unquote product of it. Bro, Sean so, sent that link to Donda the, the day <laughs> after the first listen to the part. I'm about to say, how'd you even get this? I'm about to say, who had the time to record this? <laughs> Bro, somebody said it to me, bro. I can't even, I can't even put that on me. Somebody, it was sent to me. That's all I know. Plugged in, and, and then some of the, and then some of the songs that was on that was didn't even make the album. Like it was a song called South Carolina that was supposed to be on the album. Yeah, I don't know where that's at. Yeah, there were a lot of changes to it. Um, Chris Brown even voiced, you know, what's on New Again. I think he had a whole verse, kind of slapped it right off. I think he did the same thing to Chris Brown on Wolves. So I don't know if that's some. Oh, you cool with Drake? I got animosity type thing or what? But he definitely been making people uh, pissed off. You look at Big Draco, for example. Bruh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, bro, 
Big Draco soldier didn't need Kanye telling his verse was bad, bro. Whoever was in the room mixing and editing his verse, they should have told Kanye. I'm more mad at the person that allowed Soldier to record that and think it was good. They're the ones. I'm gonna be honest. I don't even think Soldier got the session. Soldier said that from his studio. That's why nobody said nothing. That joke was hot garbage. But I feel like Soldier absolutely didn't pull up. You said what? Soldier did not pull up. Absolutely not. He just said he just did it where he was at and sent. <laughs> but I can see what he was trying to do though, like the whole Chicago thing, because Soldier Boy is from Chicago, so I think he was trying to like unite the Chicago artists, you know, on Donda, like with Lil Dirk and you know, um, you know, some of the GD affiliates as well. So I can see what he was trying to do, but Soldier he could have been left off that. And I'm glad he was left off of it. Dang, he's still the first, but not you know, not down to worthy. <laughs> but bro, what um, but Sean like. When you uh when you first listened to that leak that you sent us, like what were your like first thoughts about you know the project? Like I know you was pretty excited to have it, and then to actually I like, listened to it. Like walk us through like how you was feeling when you mm-hmm. got the leak. To be honest, I really didn't know what to expect because I mean Kanye has done listening parties in the past, but the the last one I can really remember that was memorable was in 2016 when he dropped uh the life of problems. Yeah. Yeah. That one was pretty epic, and it was like uh, a lot of like memes or like pictures, or uh, it's a lot of memories from that specific listening party. Like across social media today, you will see some people got like the what is the picture with Kanye with his hands in the air and his eyes closed, like in front of everybody. Uh, that's a pretty iconic picture. So I was like, if he's doing a listening party for it, it must be pretty good. And his name Donda. I don't know about you. But if I make music and I drop an album named Sandra, it better be good. If I put Duke's name on it, bruh, that's, that's, that's literally on your mama, like for real, for real. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> bruh, but I ain't gonna cap, bro. I was, I was a little, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it, but I was a little blown away. I ain't gonna cap. Like, I was impressed. And not impressed because I like, I don't expect this from Kanye because I do, but I don't know. Sometimes Kanye, sometimes he'll give us a little, some like watered down Kanye sometimes. Not like the old Kanye from like 808s and Heartbreak or Graduation, like the old stuff like that. Like, it's been a minute probably since he tapped back into that. Other than like Life of Pablo, which was did pretty well, and Ye that did pretty well. But I'm not going to lie, bro. Like, I was definitely impressed with this album. On first listen, absolutely, definitely impressed. Are you saying first listen off of uh before it actually dropped? You know, when you had that leak, uh, like a month and a half in advance. That's what you're referring to. Yeah, when I when I listened to the leak, I, honestly, bro, I wish I would never listen to the leak because when I listen to the actual album, I'd be like, they didn't put this, they didn't put that. Like, I wish I would have just heard it like how it was. See, and I think Kanye even, uh, I think he even debuted a device, which also, can we just talk about how intense this rollout is? He's running out of stadiums. He made and created this whole device that allows you to mix all of his, uh, his discography and his catalog, and you're able to mix it, slow it down, add instruments, all that kind of stuff. So in a way, I guess some people were able to, I guess, hold on to certain versions or whatever. But um, I think that's just the really crazy part about all this, to be honest. And um, I do have to touch on it. I, I first heard the leak, what? I think me and Q left the gym that day or something like that. Q said, bro, I got to play this shit. And I was, I was really hesitant, bro. I was like, you know, Kanye and me, like, we have a thin ice already. Our relationship isn't as solid as I like it to be. And there's nothing he can do about it. 
Eric like, I wasn't trying to fuck with it. I ain't gonna lie. Eric wasn't trying wait, to Wait, 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 wait. Eric, you wasn't trying to listen to it for real? Bro, I I just like I feel like I was like a legit like Kanye supporter. And like I put up with a lot, but I cannot put up with someone that messes with my sleep, bro. And he did that twice already. So I was low-key, I, I was kinda I kinda had a grudge against Kanye. So I really was not trying to listen at all. I was gonna wait till the album dropped and, and then just decide from there. Yeah. But then Q played that goddamn move. I played Moon. I played uh, Junior from bro, and he that's what that's what hooked him. <laughs> oh my god! And then you play off the grid. I think did you? Yeah, I played off the grid with that Fabi verse, bro. When Eric heard that Fabi verse, bro, he said, "Bro, this Fabi?" I said, "Definitely, this Fabi." <laughs> bro, you know what the hell that is? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, bro. Being somebody that being a, I definitely feel like I'm a Fabi or foreign fan. Definitely, like yeah, even back like when he was just like. Uh, him and Pop really making music. Like, I feel like he's grown so much as an artist. And I don't know if this is a really hot take, or but I'm definitely gonna say it. This is definitely Fabi's best verse of his career. Like, Sheesh. I feel like a lot of people are gonna know who Fabio Foreign is just off this verse alone. Like, he was rapping for like two minutes. Like, not legit. Know, definitely. I'm not gonna lie, I definitely became a Fabio Foreign fan after hearing this verse. And I'm not gonna lie, bro, like the way he used Playboy Cardi throughout the album, I would say I'm more of a Playboy Cardi fan now. Like Eric was always trying to like get us on little Playboy Cardi, you know, and like listen to his music. But I feel like we never really were engaged in the Playboy Cardi as Eric was. But after hearing like Playboy Cardi spit on um Off the Grid and uh, I'm not okay. Oh no, not on um, wait, what on Junior. Yeah, Junior, bruh. I was like, I didn't know Cardi was even capable of doing this. Like, who the hell is Bruh. this? That nigga Cardi, Cardi talks about, I just took a ride to Charlotte. I said, oh my God. He's a like, global. I just took a ride to Charlotte. Yeah. I said, oh, he going crazy. <laughs> Bruh. Yeah, I will. And see, it was so tough for me because when he put a whole lot of red, like, it was just so hard to, like, show you guys the bright points because I can see why it wouldn't mean a feeling album. But I feel like he... Like, just like Fabi, like, he really kind of, like, I'm not saying Fabi was ever down, but I feel like he was just going to be one of those guys that never got the shine that he deserved. And maybe just because of that pop smoke light or whatever, or the affiliation. But I feel like niggas really stepped into their own. And I would say Fabi and um, Playboy Cardi were just two of the very few artists that left their mark across the album. You know, another guy we can't forget is Vori. Vori was incredible. Yeah, Vori, Vori did his thing on that one, for real. Yeah, credits, I think it was on uh, Jonah. Um, and just some other sites, the other songs on the album. You can just see how he sprinkled along. And I don't know if Kanye no manipulated that or for you. Oh, what was the song? No Child Left Behind. Oof. No Child Bro, that was the one with the Shikari in it. Definitely was. Uh, Shikari. In the commercial. Come on, man. Hey, Shikari cap too. Shikari, after that um, music video, Josh, you talking about, I just talked to Kanye. He said he dropping the album tonight. I said, you so cap. Like, you really Definitely. got the case right now. <laughs> But yeah, I think, well, let me go ask y'all this. Like, we already talked about some of the people that's been featured on the um, project so far. Uh, what's y'all favorite feature that y'all would say, like, y'all most like feature on the project that y'all would say? Uh, let's see. Well, I guess, I, well, I guess I'll approach it like this. I guess the one that, um, it's like a low-key feature, but I think the feature I like the most on here was is that one with the Wheezy. What is it? And I know Weezy, he's a producer and whatnot. He's not really an artist, but you can like you can just hear him sprinkle all across. Lord, I need you. So um, you know, that's just a little hidden one in there. I probably say, bro, the song. Well, yeah, the song that 
I was most surprised by, or like really got my attention, like really had my head bumping was I'm not okay with Lil Yachty and Ruga. Bro, I had to text Sean and ask like, bro, who's the, like the last nigga that's got the verse on I'm not okay? And Sean told me, he said, bro, that nigga named Ruga. I've never heard of nobody named Ruga. Never. But after I heard <laughs> first, bro, I was like, bro, this nigga, and he's talking his shit, bro. Definitely. Bro, what does it look like for Chicago? I mean, what does it look like for Kanye to kind of unite Chicago like this? Isn't it a little like crazy that Kanye is the one that's kind of doing it? And I'm not saying unifying as if everything's squashed, but you know, uh, I, I believe he's got two different sides on, of Chicago on this one album. And usually it doesn't look like they can co- coexist together um, on normal circumstances. Definitely. You know, Kanye act like he's big GD. I don't know how uh, <laughs> sanctioned that is, but that's how he acting on the album, man. Let me go can, we, can, we, can we address that real quick? Wait, wait, before we do that. Let me go on disclaimers, though. We are not affiliated with either side of the party. We're just <laughs> giving our opinion on what we think. We're not affiliated with, you know, them or the other side. So I just want to go and disclaim that in case some uh, Chicago natives are listening to this. <laughs> how did Kanye become the great unifier of Chicago? On, on this album, like, how do y'all feel like that came up, came about? Well, me and um, me and Sean were, you know, talking off air to, you know, kind of break down, you know, the relationship that Kanye does have with, you know, that party and, bro, you know, um, there's like an outro on one of the songs where like he's, I like Larry Hoover's son is pretty much like giving the breakdown of like his father's incarceration, and you know, truth be told, like rumors, you know, was that Kanye. He's trying to, you know, get Larry Hoover, you know, out of prison. Um, and Larry Hoover is the originator of GD's Gangster Disciples, you know, gang. Mm. So uh, it makes, I mean, Kanye is claiming he's a GD from like, you know, the Life of the Party uh, line where he says he told Drake not to play with him on GD and also. <laughs> <laughs> but how long has that been a thing? Like, I feel like that doesn't right. feel ability. Like, what, since when you been doing this, Kanye? Come on. <laughs> Kanye was... is hilarious for that, bro. That is hilarious. <laughs> bro, we we don't think he's actually an affiliate of GD. Like, um, no, he's definitely an affiliate because he's not in there. He can't be. He yeah. has to be an affiliate. Uh, my profile, yeah, he's probably an affiliate. Yeah, my profile. I'm also saying that he thinks he's an honorary. You know how like fraternities and sororities have honorary members. He feels like Kanye is an honorary member of GD. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, bro, like, if you're trying to get our our originator, like, our, our leader out of prison, bro, like, they had to fuck with Kanye in some capacity, bro, like, to be honest with you. Bro, I think he even said, like, Kanye wasn't the only one that could have did it, but he was the first one to have done it, like, brought that issue to, like, I guess the government or something like that. So, I mean, I can definitely see why they brought him in. Kanye got that say-so, I guess, was running that political platform. You know, they give out pardons or whatever. So, I can see it, but, I mean, we also got to realize at the end of the day, this is Kanye West. Not the most sane person you should really be putting your trust in on any basis aside from music. I ain't gonna lie. If the GDs got Kanye, bro, they just they got a leg up. <laughs> no, absolutely. I don't know who else is walking like that. <laughs> but to answer your question though, like I don't this is definitely something new because I never affiliated Kanye with that shot with that side of Chicago. Like he's always kind of been the person like be more on the spiritual spiritual religious side. And I'm not saying, you know, gang affiliates or gang members can't be religious, but I feel like either you're way left or you're way right. Like I don't think uh, you can be that, you know, that middle ground, that you know, compromising, you know, element of it. But I feel like Kanye is kind of introducing, you know, that aspect of it to say like I can still talk about God, but I can still bang too at the same time. 
And how do y'all feel? How do y'all feel like that execution was as far as um? Because you know he's on this uh, run where he's not going to talk about. I think it's he's just going to make non sequitur music. I think that's the verbiage that he used. How do you feel like he executed that? Or how well do you feel like he did? To be honest, bro, and I was talking to Q about this uh, earlier before we got on, but I can appreciate Kanye's consistency. I can appreciate that. Like, even going back years, years ago when he dropped Jesus Walks, at that time, there was no, no other song on the radio or in hip-hop that sounded like that. Like, nobody was just, you know what I'm saying? Like, I remember when yeah. that was different. You know what I'm saying? God showed me the way because the devil tried to break me down. Like, you know why I went playing that in no, on the radio? It, well, hip-hop stations are that. So, yeah. I feel like it went from that and then it continued to years later, of course, he always was talk about religion or God and his spiritual uh, person, his uh, spiritual relationship with him. But going to the life of Pablo, how he described in his own words as a gospel album with a lot of cussing then go to yay two years later and then we get what jesus king that joint and then he did the sunday service joint and this album right here donda might be his best i don't know what non-secular project like this album is pretty legendary if you think about it bro. that's a lot of big hip-hop stars right now that are basically on a gospel album basically definitely i do see i just think that's different and honestly, my um my LB was, you know, I was talking to my LB about it. And he was basically trying to, like, dig back and figure out, like, when did Kanye actually, like, start talking about, like, Jesus and, like, religion, you know, like, in his music. And he said, like, bro, I did not realize that all the way back in College Dropout, because that's when, you know, Jesus walked. Was it College Dropout or Late Registration? I think it was College Dropout when he made Jesus Walks. But Kanye low-key been doing this, bro. Like, everybody think he just started, like, talking about God, like, being, like, this religious, spiritual figure in, like, hip-hop. But he low-key always been doing this. He just was, like, I guess, like, dancing around it for real. Like, you know, chose when he wanted to do it. But now that he's, like, making, like, non-secular music, like, full-time, you know, supposedly, I think, to answer your question, I think he executed it, like, very well. Like, I was telling Sean this. If they're playing Raw Wave Tombstone at funerals, I can definitely see Kanye music being played in the church building, bro, on, on church grounds. Like, for real, for real. So, my next question is, do you feel like that's appropriate? Do you feel like what Kanye is doing, I guess, and this is a personal question, because I guess it really depends on how you perceive it. Um, you know, Kanye is uh, someone that's, you know, falling under the religious banter. And, you know, I get it. Like, everybody's not perfect. Everybody that's not Christian is usually probably one of the biggest sinners or whatever. So um, I'm just curious, like, do you feel as if it's kind of tainted in a sense? Like, for example, when I listen to something like uh, Pure Souls or um, even that diss that he dropped, Life of a Party, or um, what's, what's the other one? Lord, I Need You. You know, I want to feel as if Kanye's being, like, super genuine and, like, in this aspect of the songs that, he, that I just listed. Like, he's describing his relationship with God, but in the same instance, he's... You know, he's sunning people on this album. Like, he's definitely shooting shots or whatever. Like, like, does it feel tainted in a bit to you guys? I don't think so, to be honest with you. Because, I mean, what what really is Christian music? Like, it's testimonials. It's like, like uplifting, like, spiritual music. And if you listen to, like, Lord, I Need You, wrap your arms around with your mercy. Bruh. Bruh. You can't, you tell me you can't hear that. You, <laughs> you tell me you can't hear that getting played in the church grounds, bruh. Like it's a testimonial song, but it's no different than when uh these singers be like going on like five minute 
I'm not gonna say rants, but they be going on five minute speeches like in the middle of their um, song that I like, be talking about like stuff that's actually hitting home for them. Like, what's the difference between that and what Kanye's doing? Like, Kanye's talking about his family. He's talking about his uh, marriage. He's talking about you know all the mistakes he's done made. Like, there's really no difference if you really like look at it from black and white, bro. I mean, I guess the only thing I can argue is like intent. You know, like for I don't know why I thought about this, but for some reason I just felt like this for Kanye to cross over into this genre. I feel like it's just gonna I feel like it's gonna take more than Kurt Franklin and Cosigns. I think um, you know, for some reason I was just thinking like if Kanye is legit serious about making this type of music, why not do something like somebody like Cray, for example, someone that's been paving this road for a long time, that has put in the time as far as making rap into that Christian genre. Um for me it just felt like Kanye's intent here was to make one of the best albums of all time and to this Drake. I mean, you know, there's some other themes and messages in there, but it just, you know, when I start thinking about intent as far as the genre of music that Kanye is trying to cross into, like, I just don't know. Like, I guess I can just understand why there are hesitancies for people to listen to this music, especially when Kanye is trying to put on this Christian front. Um, and it's not the typical Christian music that people are exposed to. Mm, yeah. yeah, I I definitely see that perspective there, but mm. I would say, in my opinion, I'm a firm believer that God can use anybody to get a message through somebody. Like, definitely, regardless of like what they got going on, I feel like if the message is what's really the goal here, then I feel like that's really what matters. Because if you look at, I mean, I ain't trying to preach right now, but if we <laughs> look at anybody in the Bible, they all had something wrong with them or some issue or some problem like Moses was murdering people had a speech impediment I mean Noah was David, drunk like David was a you know all the time. yeah <laughs> right so I feel like anybody can be a vessel so I definitely feel that about Kanye and to be mm. honest I feel like Kanye has more reach in in some households than their church probably does than or their pastor probably does like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So I definitely feel like it's probably going to do more good than bad. I definitely feel that because I definitely feel like you're reaching people that probably don't don't know the last time you listened to gospel music, but they're listening to this because it's Kanye. So that's how I listen. Nah, I agree. And um, I guess just to wrap up the point, I, I would say that would be the main reason why I feel okay listening to this because I definitely agree. God can work through anybody. Miracles can happen through any anybody, anything, you know what I'm saying? Not to get too preachy, but I just feel as if, you know, the same way you look at Kanye or some, the people that don't want to listen to Donnie because they have their views, someone else is looking at you that exact same way, you know what I'm saying? And nobody wants to be judged based off, of, you know, things from the past, whatever. It's about, you know, the present moving forward, and, you know, a bunch of other variables and that stuff like that. But I just feel like we just, you know, if you just look past um, the nonsense, and you focus on it, you know, one, from a music standpoint, and two, like, if it touches you, it touches you, you know. I just feel like those are the two aspects you really should look at it when you're analyzing and considering listening to this body of work. Bro, there's always, there's always been some kind of standard held higher for Kanye for some reason. Like, um, my profile, Brandon Moss, was telling me that if you're going to, like, separate the artist from the music, you have to do it, like, all across the board because there's some artists out there that have done some questionable things that I'm not going to, you know, like drop any names, but you, you know who I'm referring to or who I'm talking about. So I feel like, you know, what's the difference between Kanye and his music? Like, why can't we separate his actions from his intent with the music? So I just don't, when people, 
Well, I guess I'm saying that's like leading to this question. What do y'all, how do y'all feel about people that choose not to listen to Kanye for the stuff that he's done in the past? Like, not, you know, speaking from like, you know, a biased point or whatever, but honestly, you know, knowing what we know and like we're able to like kind of separate, you know, the artistry from the personality. Like, how do y'all feel when people give their reasons on why they don't listen to Kanye? I mean, I would say, you know, like I was saying earlier, like people don't want to like taint um, that relationship with God by listening to Kanye just because Kanye's putting out secular music. I, I feel like people might not say it is like that, but that's how it's coming off. They don't want to, um, you know, they, they just don't want to fool up with Kanye West because of the way he's kind of portrayed himself in a religious aspect. Um, they even say that he's kind of cultural sometimes. And so it's just a whole bunch of excuses for them to not dive deeper and figure out what's really going on. Um, you know, I don't follow cults at all, but I tell you right now, I wouldn't be participating in it. So if, you know, if I'm here, then y'all can be here as well. Right. I mean, Kanye is not going to keep you from going to heaven. Like your relationship with Kanye has nothing to do with your relationship with God. <laughs> That's true. I mean, to a degree. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I had to think about it. But, you know, you know, just aside from the religion, even though as one of the heavier themes on this album, you know, I feel like we're ready to dive into the music or whatever. Um, can I do? Did you um, already answer who you felt like was the uh, your best feature on here? Too? I can't remember. Yeah, I said um, Ruga. I feel like Ruga had to be. Yeah. Okay, so um, you know, this project debuted. <laughs> well, I guess it did kind of. I think it's debuted at twenty three songs, and then four more were added that brought it to a grand total of twenty seven. Um, this project isn't two hours long, but it definitely feels like it. Um, do you guys feel like it might have been too long? Um, some songs should have been cut or anything like that. Yeah, I think low key. Yeah, go ahead, Q. I think it is kind of too long um, because I feel like the aura of the songs kind of play a fact in, you know, like why people aren't too keen of it as well because the Donna Chant is like the first song, you know, on the official album, but on um, the leak that Sean provided, um, the South Carolina song is the first one. So I really not yeah. too sure about how he, why he did that. And also uh, after that, you have Jail that, uh, that comes, you know, with the Jay-Z verse. And I'm not gonna lie, a lot of people weren't too much feeling, they were feeling the fact that Jay-Z was on the Kanye song, like they made amends or whatever, like, you know, hinted on a Wash the Throne uh, 2. But I don't think it's overall a good song. Like, I think, I don't, I don't like, I don't, I'm, that's not one of my favorite songs. Like when people ask me like, what are my favorite songs of the album? Like, I'm not gonna mention Jail as being one of them. I don't, I like the, the means or like, you know, the reason behind it, but I just, it's not one of my more favorite songs. But to answer your question, like, yeah, I think the album kind of is long. But like you said, Eric, the, one of the first things you said when we started recording is that it's not really so much an album, it's more so an experience because, I mean, so I feel like kind of have to, like, walk through and, like, really, like, listen to it from beginning to end to, like, really, I guess, get the full picture, like, what you're trying to say. Like, it's not one of those albums you can, like, just listen to it in the middle. I mean, you can, but if you're not really that deep into Kanye or, like, the kind of music he makes, it's not going to be that appealing to you because, you know, you're not starting the experience from the beginning. You're starting the experience from, like, the middle or the end. So I think yeah. it's kind of too long. When I seen 27 tracks, I was like, all right. It's a little lengthy here, Kanye. Man. Come on now. But I, I, I can't say that there are songs I don't like. Like, I understand and I appreciate each song. Um some of the the order of the songs is a little uh I don't want to say weird, but 
that's probably the only reason why when Kanye said that the the label dropped it before he's told to drop it, I was like, that's the only reason why I was like, that might be true because the order of some of these songs could have been a little different, but maybe not. I don't know. But to answer your question, yeah, I thought it was a little long, but it wasn't nothing, nothing too crazy. It wasn't thirty songs. It wasn't like how that uh, that Chris Brown album was. What's the name of that album? Like about forty songs. Yeah. No, I think I think I think that project finally capped off with like seventy songs. I think he dropped the deluxe <laughs> and he added thirty more songs. So I was just like, yeah. Chris, what? <laughs> that nigga dropped a movie. He ain't dropped no album. Right. He, he dropped, dropped two movies. <laughs> oh my! I bad. definitely agree. Oh no, I was just saying, I just definitely agree. I think some of these songs are. Um, I, I I feel like they could have been cut, or if maybe like some installments or whatever. I don't know if people do volumes anymore. But you got twenty seven songs. You could have split this up and just kept hitting us, hitting us. Like, just imagine if he kept going on tour and then every time he, after, I guess, he dropped the first volume, you know, I guess, let's say that pretend number is like 11 songs on there or something like that. Then he keeps having listening parties. He's got 11 brand new songs or whatever. I feel like Kanye really could have ran this whole tirade out. I don't know if he thought about that or not. Maybe it cost too much or whatever. But yeah, man, 27 songs is long. I think it's hard for the average listener to really tap in and commit to listening this long like everybody i talked to when it first came out was saying that uh you know they just can't finish it in one setting or whatever and i can understand like it's like an hour 45 so that's a long time to just be sitting and listening you know so i think it's uh general consensus that we all understand why people might not like the project because it's too long i mean it's not too long for us but you know the average listener like eric was saying they might you know be hesitant to really dive into it because you know it's a lengthy project, but you know what are some of y'all favorite songs um, off the project so far? If you had, and I, I'm not gonna say you have to rank them, but what are some of y'all favorite songs? You know, it doesn't have to be like a certain number. Like you can really like list off as many as you want or as little as you want. Yeah, um, yeah, I go first. Um, so a few of the songs on here that really stand out to me, uh, believe what I say. I don't know how Kanye did that, but like that Lauren Hill smash up. Um, this definitely brought back some graduation type, like feel good music. It's some, it's honestly a song, that type of song that I haven't heard from Kanye in a very, very long time. Uh, I love Off the Grid too. Um, Jonah, I could Loki listen to Vory sing that hook like all the time. Um, and then to round it out, I'll say Lord, I need you and Moon. Jeez, that's a solid top five. I ain't gonna count. <laughs> Man, definitely solid. Uh, I guess I'll take over. Um, yeah, I definitely gotta agree with you, Eric, bro. Believe what I say, that definitely felt like some old Kanye. Like, I miss the old Kanye, like for real. Like that's yeah. how that's how I felt when I heard that song. Like, for real. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just name a few. Uh, Pure Souls. I feel like Roddy was floating on that song. And I, I like tell that song just that song floated different for me. Uh, Hurricane, of course. I, baby verse was, it was it was good. Uh, baby verse on this was better than his verse on Girls Want Girls. Hundred percent. Uh, wait, what are you saying? No, I just, I just don't feel like that's fair. I feel like this song right here was like a testimony. So I feel like you always rock with the testimony more than me talking about my other girlfriends. But I feel like oh, okay, true, 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 solid. <laughs> uh. Lord, I need you. I can listen to that song every day. I think I do listen to it every day. <laughs> uh, and if I can throw another one in there, I'll probably go with either Jonah or Praise God. I like Praise God. I feel like that song is 
it's gonna live on for a little minute. This song gonna live on past when people listen to the album. To be honest, yeah, bro. I think Hurricane needs to be in the running for a uh, song of the year, bro. Like I don't understand why it's not, but that's that's such an angelic song, bro. Who would have thought the weekend and little baby would, could get on the song and harmonize the way they are, bro, and still spit and get off the vocals as well as they did? Like that that song needs to be song of the year. Am I? I have a quick question about Hurricane for you guys. I like. I know it's every time you guys describe it, it's always Lil Baby and um, The Weeknd. But, like, what's Kanye's contribu- contribution? How, like, what did that do for you? He was sliding. I'm looking, I'm looking more so as, like, the orchestration. Like, because you said earlier, mm-hmm. um, like, how he was able to, like, orchestrate and, like, use these artists as instruments. Like, how, you know, a Mozart or Beethoven might use it. Like, that's much more impressive to me than his lyricism. Like, he, he got these bars off, though, like... You know, he came in there sliding, you know, like them. But I'm just more impressed that he was able to, like, do that. Because allegedly he was supposed to been do a song with Lil Baby. He said Lil Baby is his favorite rapper. But apparently he thought Lil Baby didn't fuck with him because he didn't never want to do the song. <laughs> but <laughs> Lil Baby came on and said, why you ain't told me Lil uh, Kanye want to do a song with me? He said, that's fucked up for real. I did no right after that. Baby said he didn't do nothing about it. Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> but as soon as, you know, he said that, Kanye... Or either Kanye flew him out or Lil Baby took him upon himself to fly out to Wyoming. And that's when they started like their relationship. So I don't know, bro. Like, along with Hurricane, I would say, okay, okay. Uh, well, yeah, okay, okay. I thought it was called I'm Not Okay, but either way. Um, that, uh, Junior, 24, uh, we kept saying, like, we're going to be okay at the end. Like, that's going to, that's something going to be played in the church. Like, mark my words, on this date of September. 16th on Thursday, this song will be played in the church grounds. If y'all not gonna play it, I'm gonna play it on church grounds. Oh, shoot, <laughs> definitely on church grounds. but yeah, Moon as well. Like, I don't know, bro. Like, it's really not a bad song on here, in my opinion, except for Jail. Yeah, I wouldn't say Jail is a bad song. Oh, I meant to say this earlier, but I just feel like it was just super nostalgic, and I feel like that's why that record's gonna live on. Because it low-key sounded like, um, what, Watch the Throne a little bit. It was giving me, like, No Church in the Wild, like, lift off. Like, it just sounded like it fitted right there in that catalog. So it was, that's what that trick, track did for me. But as I go back and I'm listening to it, I am depreciating it a little bit. But well, apparently y'all boys don't like nostalgia. See, yeah. I love nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, I like nostalgia. Sometimes we just got to separate the nostalgia. <laughs> yeah. That can't be the only reason why you like it. Oh, but okay. unfortunately here, that is probably the main reason. <laughs> but yeah, I think that overall, like, if I had to go and rank it, bro, like, this probably be a 10 out of 10 album for me. I know we're probably not into that part yet, but I'm going to say it right now. It's, it's 10 out of 10. It's perfect. Sheesh. Sheesh. So I think you might have already asked this. Um, maybe I might be wording it differently. But which feature on here surprise you the most because of how well it worked. True. Uh, um, Playboy Cardi's um, features. Because I really wasn't a Playboy Cardi, like, horror Playboy Cardi fan like Eric is, but I yeah. honestly started following Playboy Cardi, like, looking at him different, you know, a little bit more after I heard his voice, his verse on Junior and um, Off the Grid. So I'll probably say the most surprising will probably probably be uh, Playboy Cardi's for me. Solid. What about you, Sean? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, just to piggyback on what Q said, like when I heard Cardi 
rapping on off the grid at first, I'm not gonna lie, like I started bumping my head. I was like, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, what's going on? Who's this? I like, turned it up. I was like, this is Playboy? I'm right, nah, he's going crazy. Tattoos on my ribs. But uh I would probably I'm 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 a little surprised about uh Ruga and Fabi. I wouldn't really I did not expect Ruga at all to be on this project. Like I wouldn't even yeah. think I would have thought that in a hundred years to be honest. But yeah, I, that probably was one of the verses that surprised me because it was good and it was solid. It's not like he was just on the project, just waste taking up space. Like he he did his thing. So probably between him and Fabi, probably the ones that surprised me the most. Probably. See, I might I might I might have to switch it up. And this um this really came about because I'm I wouldn't say I'm getting more tapped in aware because I've always been aware of his music, but I just would not have expected these two artists to blow on the songs that they did. So the first one I have is Young Thug on Remote Control. I just didn't know what I was expecting when I turned that song on, to be honest with you. But I just, I just heard Thug like sing, like I sing well. He was flowing, and it just gets me excited for his new album, uh, Punk, that's coming out soon. Because if he's taking this kind of approach and sound, then I, I think we might need to watch out. We might have another uh, Jeffrey on our hands or something like that. Um, the second one I would give is Don Tolliver on Moon. I didn't even know Don Tolliver could sound like that, to be honest. I, I never thought to imagine what a baby angel might sound like, but that's Don Tolliver's voice on Moon sounds exactly like that. It literally sounds like you're floating up in the heaven or something. It's just, it, it gives you the same vibes I think Yosemite um, gave when it first came out. How it was super like chill or whatever. I just feel like Moon has that same effect with Don Tolliver on that track. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, and if I can throw one more in there, I definitely forgot. I definitely think that Baby King went crazy on his verse on uh, what was it, Jonah? Uh, praise like, God. Praise God, yeah. He went crazy. And he was the last one. Like, he's the last verse. So, he definitely did his thing. And he just dropped the album, The Blotted Blue, if y'all haven't went and checked it out. Definitely go check that out. But definitely was a solid verse. You know, um, it was actually during these sessions, because Baby Keem and Don Tolliver, they actually um, linked up and they'd seen taking pictures together. They looked all buddy-buddy. But it says rumor here that Baby Keem and Don Tolliver got to work on their song Coco. Um, from their relationship that they established um, from when they were at the little Donda camps or whatever. So it was just kind of cool to see how Kanye's like opened the doors for other artists that were in that mix as well. Yeah, that's beautiful for real. I didn't even know that. Amen. Bruh, I got to ask y'all boys. Is this, is Donda better than the life of Poppy? See, I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to lie to you. When I first was listening to Donda, I, I was considering this might be one of his best projects of his entire catalog. But as it's grown on me, I'm able to see kind of like some deficiencies, you could say. So I don't I don't know, bro. I know it's in the top three. I, I don't know if I can say that yet. I think, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's just a different time period. I feel like you would have asked me in 2016 if with both of you probably dropped in 2016, I'd probably say, you know, Life of Pablo, but if they both drop, you know, now in 2021, I'll probably say Donda. But, I mean, I don't know, bro. I feel like I learn more about Kanye, like, each time he drops an album. And, I like, that probably, like, gets me to enjoy that project much more, you know, once I, like, learn more about it. Because Kanye never does the same thing twice. Like, he may, like, have, like, common tendencies, but he's always, like, switching up his flows or whatever. So, I feel like 
the life of Pablo was good in his own lane, like in his own respect, but Donnie is good in his own respect. But if I had to pick which one I'd probably like listen to like more, it'd probably be Life of Pablo, bro, to be honest with you. Like I feel like yeah. that time that it made it, like the time he made it was like monumental and I don't know, bro. Like it's just so many songs on there. He's got like features with Rihanna, Chris Brown, Kendrick Lamar, Ty Sign. So I don't know, bro. Like, I probably, I will probably go on and say I'll probably forward the life of Pablo more personally. I'm not saying it's better, but I'm gonna say the life of Pablo kind of resonates with me a little bit more. Yeah, I would definitely say I agree with that. But I definitely feel like these two albums are going to be. I feel like they're gonna be very compared because even though Kanye always like has some sprinkles of religion or his spiritual relationship or whatever, but. I definitely feel like these two projects are probably the projects the most with the most gospel undertones in it, if I could mm. say. So I definitely feel like they're pretty similar in a sense. But like I said, Kanye's been consistent. So, but yeah, if I had to choose between the two, definitely probably The Life of Pablo, but it might be a little too early to tell. You gotta let this album settle down, simmer down. You never really know. It might be more. One of them, might, one of them is going to be more impactful. We don't yeah. know which one, which one is yet. But we, we're going to see. Well, if you think about it, though, I feel like The Life of Pablo was pretty well-received. Like, everybody listened to Kanye. Kanye didn't exactly piss America or Black America off to that point. However, if you, you know, if I, I kind of was thinking about what you were saying about when this, if this came out in 2016, Q, if Donda did, if everybody was accepting of Kanye and they were able to process Donda in 2016, I don't know. Maybe it might be more impactful because, number one, more people are listening. Who knows what kind of records he might have broken then? You know, I just feel like I feel like if people didn't dislike Kanye, they would view Donda way more highly. And I feel like we might be talking in contention of like maybe best album of like in his catalog. I feel like that's the only thing that's missing is that real public exception. Bro, but that, bro, I'm glad you brought that up because your personal vendetta against Kanye has nothing to do with the music. Like, you can't hate Kanye. You can hate his guts. You can like not like what he does, like how he treats his family, whatever. Which is probably you know wrong to say, but I'm just using that example. But bro, the man <laughs> makes good music, bro. Like he's going down in hip hop, rap, music history. Like, like just broaden music, bro. Like he's going down in music history, bro. Like I don't, I really don't understand like how people who are music lovers or music enthusiasts cannot like Kanye and just undermine. All the stuff he's did for music, bro. Like that makes no sense to me. That's why I, that's probably why I get so upset and like why I get in these arguments with people, you know, off, you know, on the side about you know their opinions on Kanye because everything that they don't like about Kanye, bro, has to do with stuff that Kanye's never done to them personally. Like you can say the whole like campaign and about when he became president, but that really didn't affect you directly. Like people act like Kanye came and slapped their mama when they were three years old or something like that. Like, bro, Kanye <laughs> didn't do that. Like, what do you have against Kanye? Like, for real, for real. Like, Kanye doesn't have, didn't do anything to you personally. So I'm trying to figure out, like, why you don't like Kanye as a person, but you feel so inclined to, like, give your two cents about, you know, how he moves or whatever. Like, bro, I feel like I'm going to make this point uh, later on in the podcast, but I really think that people, you know, hold Kanye to a higher standard but it's only because Kanye is willing to put himself out there to be different. Like, I was telling these boys, um, like, last week or something like that, if we did everything that we were supposed to be getting told to do or, like, you know, whatever, we would still be, you know, in chains and we still wouldn't have our freedom and our rights. So is it so bad that Kanye is choosing to be 
uh, unconformist, like an outsider, when the world's best invention and the world's greatest, like, you know, like things that's happened to human history came from, you know, like breaking the mold and like being that much different. Like I'm really, I'm really understand like why when Kanye does it such a bad thing when there's been a history of good things happening when you do decide to be different, you do decide to break the mold of things. I think my only retort would be that ignorance is ignorance. However, ignorance is not illegal. You know what I'm saying? It's not like his, his thinking or his actions have really, again, directly impacted us. It just made us look like, as a Black collective, like Kanye was the piece that's being left behind. And it's not something you want to see us out of somebody you hold in high regard. So I think it's just really the ignorance part that it seems like Kanye is displaying. I think that's the only strife or grievance that people really have against him. Because other than that, I mean, he's always been this person, but now this person is, his arguing points aren't necessarily on your side. And so that's kind of how it appears. Um, I did have a question for you guys. As far as how um, wide and diverse, I guess, the genre and other tones of Donda is, what albums do you feel like prepared us for this? I know you mentioned The Life of Pablo. Um, do you feel like there are any other albums that you would need to listen to as well in order to get a better sense of where Kanye is going with this, um, aside from The Life of Pablo? Um, I mean, I don't know. I really don't think you can really listen to anything that can prepare you for this. I mean, you know, he has tendencies to, you know, talk about his religion, like the life of Pablo, uh, Jesus King, and even, you know, early college uh, dropout, we talk about Jesus Walks. But, I mean, some of his other music doesn't really fit into this. Like, you look at My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, Jesus, and, I mean, Graduation. Graduation really wasn't about religion either or, like, spirituality, so... I mean, I don't know, bro. I feel like if you like listen to those projects and expect to get the same thing out of those as you're gonna get out of this, like you're not looking at it from an open you're not looking at it from like an open mind. You're expecting the same thing to like be happening. That kinda of brought me and that kinda of reminds me of the point I made, you know, on when we talked about C O B. Like we have to stop having these expectations for artists to like drop what we want them to drop and just appreciate what they're dropping, like judge it accordingly based off that. So I don't think any of his past work can really like prepare you for this other than, you know, the life of Pablo, Jesus King, and maybe college dropout. I definitely feel, honestly, I feel like if you've been listening to Kai for a minute, if you've been listening to some of his, some of his projects, it doesn't really feel like it's out of the door for him. Like, like you alluded to earlier, like Kanye been doing this low key. You know what I'm saying? I just yeah. feel like this was his 10th studio album. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I, I think this was his 10th studio album. Uh, he's not getting no younger. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Kanye's relationship with his mom has always been, I don't want to say a public thing, but I feel like everybody always known that Kanye was really, really close with his mother. Uh, when his mom died, you know, a lot of people always joke, even me sometimes, like Kanye ain't been the same since his mama died. I know that's not really funny, but that's, I mean, low-key, that's how a lot of us feel. Like, Kanye is, hasn't been the same since his mom has died. So, seeing him make a project and naming it Donda and the uh, what's the first track when this supposed to be his mom's uh, final heartbeat in the Donda uh, chant, I definitely feel like he's, feel, he's, he's gaining some a connection, like, through his mother. And I feel like he's wanting to express that musically or put it out as a project and i don't think it's by chance that he did all these uh listening parties uh he did all like had all these artists on it. i don't think it's by chance i think kanye is very calculated he know what he's doing 
And I think you, I think you want to have an impactful album. And I definitely feel like this will be an impactful album. Looking back years down the road, we're going to be looking back and be like, yeah, Kanye, he did his thing. He definitely had all of hip hop. He had everybody's eyes on him. And he just wanted to talk about God. So I don't know. I think it's pretty dope, to be honest. So I ask this now because Kanye did have like, I guess the world's attention as he was preparing the album and, you know, for us to be a part of that experience is something that I feel like it's been unmatched. I don't think we've ever been able to participate on this magnitude before. So, um, you know, my question, I guess now is that, you know, now that I guess the dust has settled, do you feel like he still is holding that same limelight, that same attention? Or do you feel like he had his 15 minutes in that, and when I say 15 minutes, that preparation, that uh, the tours that he did before the album dropped, those were his 15 minutes and now the dust has settled. Do you feel like the hype for Kanye is now over in a way? Or it's not on the same level? I mean, people got short attention span, so I really feel like it's over. I just feel like nobody really not looking at it right now. But I feel like if he come outside, we're going to be paying attention. That's just how that's just how it goes, to be honest. Like, I mean, I think Kanye makes himself relevant outside of music. Like, he's still doing like the easy fashion. Like, you see the hype around Kim Kardashian pulling up to the Met Gala, looking like an unlock, well, looking like a lock character. So, I mean, <laughs> Kanye's influence and his relevancy is gonna, you know, be extended far beyond just his music. Like Kanye, like his um, involvement in Fabio's. Uh, Four fives on upcoming album called The Bible. Like he's gonna be the talk of the town, you know. Once that comes out, like he's gonna get his flowers for that, you know. Depending on how well that does, so I don't think the dust will ever really settle on Kanye. I feel like Kanye controls when it does settle. Like when he goes, you know, decides to not be on social media for a while, like goes into that, you know, that certain bag to like you really focus on what he wants to focus on. Then the dust will settle then. But I feel like Kanye will control like how much attention we brought on him, and I mean. Believe it or, or I mean, whether you want to admit it or not, like we're just witnesses to it. Like, really can't control like what the media wants to portray because we get our information from the media. So if the media if the media is following Kanye and we get our information from the media, then indirectly we're following Kanye because the media is the middle person between us and Kanye. So I don't think the dust will settle um, on Kanye. Okay, I, I thought we were the media. We're not the media no more. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Mm. We, I mean, but I mean, if you want to if you want to play like that, then then we're the closest thing to Kanye to some people. Then but we're the middle. Hey, definitely, <laughs> definitely. That's funny. I would so I guess since y'all said that, my next question would be: Do you guys feel like Kanye was dependent on the Donda to be successful? Because it sounds like you guys are saying like Kanye's gonna be fine regardless. Like he's gonna always find his niche. He's gonna always make the room shake when he walks in. Do you feel like he was dependent on Donda to be that album? Um, or one of his greatest albums of all time, you know, did he have like high ambitions for it? Do you feel as if? I feel he wanted to make an impactful album that was going to have all eyeballs on it, all ears listening. And I feel like he just, I feel like he wanted it to be special. I don't know if he thought that it was going to be his best work or his most legendary work, but I definitely feel like he wanted this to be probably one of his most impactful works because uh, and Jesus King, one, uh, which album he was that he only released it under the gospel genre? Which album was that? I believe it was Jesus is King. Yeah, so this album was everywhere. Um, I'm not sure if it's under the gospel genre, but this album's everywhere. So I definitely feel like he wanted to speak to the people 
I think uh, it was Jesus born on um, Sean because Jesus born is under oh. service. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That is right. That is okay. But um, I mean, to answer your question, Eric, I really think I don't think Kanye had expectations, or I don't think he wanted this. I don't think he wanted his project to really get a whole lot of notoriety or like I don't think he really was in the record breaking lane for this album because the rollout for it for one, like he allowed us to have this experience to like get a glimpse of like what he wants us to like view. I feel like this is more so an introduction to Kanye's like mentality and like his um in his world because this album is surrendered around his relationship with God, it's surrendered around, you know, his um divorce or, you know, quote unquote divorce. I think they're supposed to be getting that, getting back together. I don't know. And his kids relationship. And there's also another song that uh wasn't on here that if you listen to the leak version of it where his mom pretty much gives a testimony about her relationship with her father and how um she kept saying over and over again, like, no matter what, you never leave your family and you can hear Kanye being vulnerable and like pretty much explaining that you know, I'm losing my family. Um, he goes on to say, I wish I never screamed, which alludes to like his bipolarism that's gotten him into trouble, you know, with, you know, his relationship with his wife, you know, Kim Kardashian and, and whatnot. So I say all that to say that I think this more so he wanted people to get a glimpse of like his mentality, like what he's been going through, what he's still con continuing to go through, but also give us hope at the end of the day, like his songs like in like 24, uh, we're going to be okay. We like repeatedly like says that over and over again. So I mean, I don't know, bro. I don't think he intended his record to be so much more record-breaking as much as he wanted it to just be more so like a glimpse into his, like his mindset, his world, and for us to like really understand, like really appreciate, you know, the things that he's going through and like I guess look at him in a different light, in my opinion. So that all is fantastic. However, why, why is he doing all that or why is that his approach? But he's also having this standoff with Drake. Because, you know, it kind of seemed as if they were battling to see who was going to run the summer at one point or just see who had who had the better album. So, I mean, I, I just feel like we can't pretend like he's he's got he's got some jabs in here. He's got some flexes, you know, and it's now been discovered that that Life of the Party track, you know, Andre 3000 was definitely talking about a whole something else. And then Kanye came on on his end as dissing and putting GD on everything over Drake. So, I mean, you know, I feel like that's something that we can't forget when we consider the analysis of this project. I mean, but does that play into the part of it being record breaking, or you think that's just an intent to get at Drake? I mean, Drake breaks records, so I mean, I was kind of thinking that he was. I mean, with <laughs> with this whole narrative, I was just thinking that he's trying to beat Drake. He's trying to be the greatest. I mean, I feel like that's kind of what he was on, and I feel like the what he put out was different than what he was saying. I guess because you're right, some of these songs are definitely inspirational, themed in religion and stuff like that. But I mean, I just can't ignore the jabs. Like, I feel like it's definitely present and definitely there. And I feel like that's something I'm going to take away from Donda. I don't think, I mean, this is my opinion. I really don't think that Kanye meant for Life of the Party, like, get leaked out because, I mean, we know Drake leaked it. So, I mean, and then Drake somehow, I, th I feel like he's probably sent that song to Drake or, like, you know, people that Drake knew. But, I mean, I think, like, for the intent of, like, you know, throwing jabs at Drake, I can agree, like, yeah, he probably just wanted like to i think he wanted people to understand that you know like i want to be you know better than drake and like, i want people to understand that we know we're not cool or whatever and whatever but i mean i don't know bro i don't think he meant for that song to like really be top of the charts like get played like, i don't think none of the stuff that kind of been putting out he's intended for it to be you know like 
top of the charts or record, but I think it just happened to be that way. I feel like, I mean, I don't know. I don't think they none of the songs he's been putting out, as far as like Donda and like the surrounding releases, Donda, Donda have been to like outbeat Drake as far as like record sales or anything. I feel like it's more so like literally directed at Drake, like, bro, like, I'll slap the fuck out of you or like, don't do that shit on GD, like, you know, shit like that. I mean, I don't know. What you think, bro? Sean? I, already, I already told y'all. I feel like Drake and Kanye is the two two niggas at school that be arguing in the classroom and don't never fight. They got kicked out of class and everything. They hit each other's face talking about, hit me first, hit me. <laughs> this is Drake and Kanye, bro. Like, I'm not really paying attention, a whole lot of attention into the into the jabs and stuff. Like, I see it's there, but I honestly think they just play it onto it because they know that we know about it, even though they're putting it out there, but I don't really think it's that serious as they're making it seem to me. I, I low-key feel like it's, they're doing a little bit of marketing, to be honest, just to get their streams up a little bit. But I could be wrong, but that's what I think a little bit. I don't really think it's that deep of an issue. I mean, we already talked about the issue before, the reason, and, and, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later, too, once we drop we're going to drop. We're going to keep y'all tuned in with that, but. Yeah, I don't know, bro. I really don't think they like each other for real, though, because, like, they done did some slimy shit to each other where it kind of, like, goes beyond, like, hip-hop and, like, the actual, like, quote-unquote rules that Drake, you know, said in, like, his Rap Radar video or, you know, um, document. well, not documentary, but, like, you know, the interview. The interview, yeah. I mean, I don't think Kanye is playing so much. I mean, if you were playing by the rules, you would keep it completely, like, within, like, the court of the field, like, what you're playing against. But Kanye has proven that, like dropping home addresses, like being the one to tell the world or like being the indirect person to tell the world that, you know, he had a baby. I feel all that is like coming from a more personal standpoint than beyond the music. So I really Kanye think. Kanye said that, he didn't do that, remember? Kanye said they lied on him. Bruh. Oh, but who is Kanye to really be the one to tell the truth? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel like Kanye definitely had a hand in it, but you can't. He probably not the one that actually told the world, but I mean, I don't know, bro. I really don't know. Like, I don't think we ever know the situation behind that, bro. Drake really thinks that Kanye be trying to. He said he think Kanye be trying to play the victim, like Kanye in front of everybody else. He be trying to play like this holier than thou type of person, but he really like behind closed doors. He really be doing some slimy shit. So I think that's really the issue. Drake don't really. I think that's the, the real issue Drake has with with Kanye. And I just feel like Kanye, I mean, Drake is at the pinnacle right now. And Kanye, he's somebody that was at the pinnacle. He had his time. He had his turn when he was doing, when he was at the top of the game. But I also feel like rap is very competitive. And when you have two people that are as successful as they are and they don't like each other, it's going to always be that competitive drive, regardless of the situation. So, yeah, I, w- I would definitely say I, I think they really don't like each other, but I wouldn't say I think they are playing into it a little bit. Like, I'm pretty sure you don't like somebody. You ain't got to talk about it every song or every album. Like, come on now. Like, <laughs> at some point, you know that the niggas is listening for this. So that's why you put it in there. And uh, Sean, I know you guys always got the magnifying glass. I always trying to find the Easter eggs. Uh, what are some of the, um, I guess, cool Easter eggs that you see sprinkled throughout Dunder? Easter eggs. Like, what do you, what do you, what do you mean by that? Oh, you mean like uh, I guess hidden meanings, references, analogies? You know, like um, you know, for example, "Believe What I Say" had the uh, Lauren Hill sample in it. Donda Chan is really his mom's last heartbeat before she she passed away. Um, did you guys notice any um of those other nuances or whatever in in Donda? 
or anything you just felt like uh, referencing? I mean, really, I mean, this is not really going to answer the question, but I really feel like this album kind of personified the whole God complex that people were giving Kanye so much hell about. Um, I think when he dropped uh, Yeezus, I think that was a pinnacle when he was going through that phase of his life where he felt like, you know, he was, you know, untouchable because he even has a song called I Am A God on Yeezus. And he definitely said it. (laughs) But I also think that, you know, from that point, from when he dropped that and now, it's two totally different things because now he's more so acknowledging that there is a God and that he's not, you know, so much in control that he's not, you know, this untouchable being. It's more so the fact that he's uh, allowing, you know, us to get into his, like, spirituality, like, get a better glimpse of, like, you know, who he's become now versus, like, who he was. Because, I mean, nobody that talks about God this much will say that they're a God now. Like, I'm trying to draw, I'm trying to get y'all to understand that, you know, that was Kanye before. Like, he thought he was a God or, like, viewed himself as God before. But now it was more so that he's more accepting and, like, acknowledging that, you know, there is a higher power and it's not me. I'm just trying to get as close to it as possible. So that's probably like one of the biggest things I took away from this like uh, this project uh, is his transition from, you know, the God complex to now he's like pretty much like giving himself and like being the vessel to, you know, the all, you know, mighty man upstairs. Yeah, I agree. I think his growth and maturation has, you know, been the, or, you know, as far as in this aspect, it's been one of the highlights of this Donda project. And I feel like that's, probably the main reason I could say that we all kind of come together and always listen to Donna because I feel like in there is that message and it's just something and I think any, honestly anybody can find that resonates with them so I definitely agree with that what about you Sean any uh things or themes that kind of stick out with Donda for you yeah uh to be honest bro I was I've really been kind of like I don't want to say hooked but I've been interested in how this project was put together because like I touched on a little bit earlier, like I appreciate the fact that we were able to see steps along until like, I mean, in making the project, even though we didn't hear like the first few steps, but I definitely feel like it was important for him to have those listening parties, uh, play some songs and play some verses and have some people off and take these people off and put these people on like, I definitely feel like it was a reasoning for all of that. I definitely feel like it's a little it's a little weird that the album dropped the way it dropped. And that's really why I feel like Kanye did this on purpose. Like, this project, like you said, arguably one of the best ones of 2021, it doesn't have a cover art. Yeah. Now, the reason for that, Kanye is saying, quotations around that, that the label just dropped the album without his knowledge and he's working on a re-release for it and blah, 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 all of this. I don't necessarily believe that. I yeah, feel like... On his Facebook page, it's supposed to be deluxe, but he deleted it soon after I said that. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I don't know, bro. I feel like Kanye wanted to... That's why I said I feel like Kanye wanted to make an impact on the album because he had all these artists on there. None of them are credited on the... Well, they're credited, but they're not like actually on the track or written out like featuring etc cetera, etc cetera. it's just the name of the songs and a black cover art i feel like kanye is always trying to get a message somehow some way 
that's going to be something that come out later. I might be wrong, but for an Easter egg, I would definitely say that's something that I've been looking for listening parties, do all the amazing role I did, Black Card. I feel like it was reasonable behind everything Kanye doing, to be honest. I agree. And I think that's the great segue into what I feel like in this is that hot take. I feel like Kanye West is our Beethoven, is our Mozart for this generation, is our Quincy Jones. Like he's, I feel like he's that guy. And I say that because, you know, when you have these kind of songs here, you know, no feature credit here, no album cover, whatever. This is all strictly Kanye West, what Kanye West is providing to us. And the way he's arranged some of these songs, um, the features that he orchestrated here, whether he wrote like some of these words for like Bory to sing or anything like that, like all those aspects are what make me appreciate Donda so much. And that's why I just see it as uh, a different project. However, very reminiscent of some of his hits like Graduation, College Dropout, 808s, like Pablo, like, I just see the way Kanye West put this together, what he allowed us to be a part of. And I just feel like you just can't knock that. Like, it's a great grand gesture. It's something, you know, I feel like as we were experiencing it, we were just like, oh, he's running out of stadiums. That's cool. But I feel like it all changed once we heard the music. And um, I think and I think one of the uh, interesting parts in that is from the leaked versions that we hear, there are certain songs on there that sound completely different than what the final product is. Um, for example, Heaven and Hell. When I first heard that song, it just sounded super chaotic but when i listened to the final version of it, it sounded like uh it sounded like something on the same level as that song power by kanye west like it just had that same gravitas that same impact so um i just think kanye west is honestly our our, our mozart for our generation when it comes to this music thing yeah i like um i like the raw version of hurricane more than i like the like final quote unquote version of it. I feel like I like the raw, like vocals of the weekend um, more than I like, you know, his edited vocals after Kanye, like, you know, did what he did on it. So there's definitely a couple songs on there. I can't list all of them, but there's some songs I like the raw, like leaked version of it more than I like the official, like out. But I'm glad I was able to compare both of them, like really see like the differences between the two. That's why I said I wish I didn't have hear the leaked version because I feel like if I didn't ever hear the leaked version, then I wouldn't really know. Like, you know what I'm saying? I feel like if I would have heard yeah. it just how it was, I'd be like, oh, yeah, this is perfect. That's why I wasn't trying to listen at first, honestly, because I knew I knew this was going to be something that's going to shake the room. And, I, you know, when you hear something initially, that's this that's like the standard. That's what you go off of. So, you know, some of it I feel like worked out. Some of it, I, you know, I think we all expressed it. wish could have worked a little differently. But I know for me, praise God, I feel like when I heard it the first time on that leak, it sounded it sounded how it was supposed to sound. I feel like what we got was a more mastered sound. Background noise was eliminated in a sense. And I just feel like, I feel like that that kind of did not work in Travis Scott's favor, for example. I feel like Travis Scott still kind of carried his own on Praise God, but it just didn't have that same, I don't know, Travis Scott just has that sound. It just sounds kind of messy, chaotic, like you're at World and there's just a whole bunch of noise in the background. I just feel like Kanye just eliminated that. And that was just one of the remarks I had that I just you know, wouldn't, wasn't really resonating with. Yeah, I don't like on um, Kanye's verse, his ending verse on Off the Grid. On the leaked version, he didn't have an ending verse, but on the new version, he did have an ending verse, and I really didn't care for it. That was disgusting. I think, um, I believe Kanye said, the, I think he ended the verse with um, a, a black man would never share his rip, 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 or something yeah. like that. I'm just like, this song was going so well that was until garbage. you decided to add your verse. <laughs> that was garbage. Yeah, it's just some stuff I can't let Kanye West get away with anymore. And so I, I got I had to call him out on that one. Bro, what would y'all 
What would y'all rate the project overall? I was about to say Q already gave his rating, so you already know how he comes. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Just a masterpiece to me, bro. Like, I really don't understand why people can think any different. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can say you, like, you can give it a rate whatever you want to, but it's definitely a masterpiece. Like, the way it's constructed, his vocals, like, and I guess um, before we get into that, I guess I could ask y'all, like, how'd y'all feel like Kanye's lyricism, like his rapping ability was on this project? Because I've been hearing, I've been hearing people talk about how he didn't come as hard on, you know, like the lyricism side, like he had weak bars, or like they wasn't really, you know, that keen of, you know, him rapping. But I mean, Kanye's a producer first, rapper second, so I'm never going to fault somebody for doing something extra beyond like what he's already been doing. So what do y'all feel like? is a standpoint on as far as like lyricism was on this project? I feel like, I feel like I can definitely see and remember there were some times where I felt like his bars, especially on songs where he had other artists, they just didn't seem to match up. Like off the grid, for example, like maybe started off okay and didn't end as strong as he should have. But I feel like Kanye, did, like it, it wasn't necessarily bad. Like the songs weren't bad. I feel like he just knows how to use his voice. And I feel like he used it more so as an instrument than you know, um, actually delivering a verse. So um, I definitely can see that point. Yeah. I've been seeing some people say that, and I agree. Some songs, he definitely came a little harder on the other songs. Some songs, he was just, I feel like he was like, all right, I already got their verse and got their verse. Let me go ahead and see what I'm Let me lay something on here real quick. Some of it sounded like he was just like, all right, let me go put something on it just so I can have it. Some of it he didn't go as hard as he could have. But in some tracks, Kanye rapping like the rappers nowadays, like low key. Like we're being honest. Like the nigga he said, rapped. The nigga said, You want to come in and play with the GOAT? I said, Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> so he said, oh, rap nigga, son like me. Can't tell who is can't who. Tell who, is who. <laughs> Jeez, definitely. Wait, what do you say? Price went up. Angel investment. Bro. Price went up. Angel Investor. <laughs> I said, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, he definitely, he definitely was doing his thing. The nigga uh, said, I'm one with the Bucks, boy. Let me be honest. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> bro, I know Drake. I mean, I know Drake wasn't really pressed on it, but I can't believe Kanye was petty enough to get that bar off before Drake did because I feel like he definitely looked at Twitter and saw what people were saying. Bro, I think, I mean, yeah, I think somebody said, um, bro, I think Drake said that the only reason he did that because somebody on Twitter was trying to figure out how he was going to do it, but. I feel like I feel like Kanye definitely did it better though. <laughs> yeah, Kanye was Kanye was slider, bro. I, his lyricism was good enough for me for this project. I will say that I was satisfied. I can't say I was undersatisfied. I, it was right where I expected it to be. So, a question for you guys: So you're talking to a friend, and they are not really trying to listen to Donda. But you have three songs to get it right so that they can listen to, to the project. What three songs are you recommending to them? That's a great question. Uh, I'll go first. I would say Praise God, uh, Off the Grid, and maybe uh, Lord, I Need You. I'll go with those three. Nice. Cute. Yeah, I'd probably say, Lord, I need you, Hurricane, and Junior. Okay, i say for me, I would say Jonah, um, Off the Grid. No, Jonah, Believe What I Say, and Lord, I Need You. 
Um, it kind of biased for those are the ones I like, but I just feel like everybody's gonna catch on to Jonah. I feel like Rory was that guy. Can't get enough of that, bro. Eric, I'm gonna ask you. We already do a Q on what you what you rate the project, bro. What you thinking? What do I rate, John? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, when I <laughs> when I when I was high listening to this for the first time, this was this was a ten. This was divine intervention. But, you know, as I let it marinate, as I tend to do, I, I believe that I can solemnly rest and give this project a nine. Um, I agree with you. I feel like this is a masterpiece. I would even argue a staple in Kanye's catalog because I feel like this is his best attempt at the gospel rap merge genre for Kanye West. Um, I just, I really don't have any complaints. It is long as fuck. But other than that, man, it, it's just not many things you can say you dislike about it if you actually listen. Yeah, I definitely agree. That's solid. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not mad at a nine or a ten. To be honest, I, I'll fall right in between the both of y'all. I'm a nine, nine and a half is solid. Uh, the only only grievance I have is that it's 27 tracks. Uh, I feel like it really didn't even have to be that long. To be honest, uh, so that's really the only grievance I have because I feel like some songs really didn't have to be on there. Being honest, uh. I feel like the album would have been great even if the Don DeChant wasn't on there. I know it was supposed to be like his mom's final heartbeat or whatever, but I don't think that was really necessary on the album. What if it was an outro? I'm just thinking all, like all of a sudden, like, what if he wanted to use that song but it was the outro? I mean, kind of makes sense because this is his mom's heartbeat before she passed away and that's the outro. Would that have been too too much? I would have low-key liked if he did it low-key like an interlude, like if it wasn't even mm-hmm. wasn't even a track it was just kind of like the ending interlude to one of the songs i would have liked it if it was like that maybe uh but it just being a track by itself i really feel like it didn't have to be i feel yeah. like some people probably was like uh what's going on but uh yeah that's really the only <laughs> thing i have wrong with the project bro to be honest is that it's a little long but other than that i feel like it did what it was supposed to do i thought like the rollout was 10 out of 10 i thought like the lyrics were solid i thought like the features were 10 out of 10 yeah, so I can't. I won't give this project less than a nine and a half. No, no less than a nine. Absolutely not. Yeah. Hmm. Bro, I feel like, bro, I really feel like we just dived in, talked about everything involving Kanye, a little bit of Drake as well, and his like old past work and everything I had to talk about on this project, bro. Like, I feel like we left no stone, no stone unturned. No, I definitely agree. And I hope, um, you know, for those listening out here that are fans of us, but not fans of Kanye, not necessarily trying to swing you to be a fan of Kanye, but we just want you to be a fan of great music, you know? So hopefully y'all took this little plug in, y'all listen to this project and y'all find something y'all appreciate and share it with us. We're curious to see, your, you know, what are your favorites from this album? Unless it's wrong. Don't share it if it's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> definitely don't. Yeah, don't come in here saying, Dada Chance, your favorite, because someone, and I'm not going to name no names, Q and Sean, but y'all definitely going to fry them up, so... <laughs> People, bro, like people only dislike. That's that's one of the things people can only say about this um project, bro. Like they say, I don't like the Donna Channel. Like it was too hypnotic. I felt like I was getting initiated into Illuminati. Like stop the cap. Like there's no way you thought that for real. Like yeah, yeah, it's funny to say, but for real, for real. Like aside from that, you really can't knock anything about the project. <laughs> and I and we just told you it's his mom's last heartbeat. Yeah, so and it's real that uh, real. You know who you are. You hell. Come on. And then Selena Johnson is saying that as well. That's not nostalgia from All Falls Down. 
See, it's just so many moving parts, but y'all only want to see it when it's standing still. Come on now. Yeah, that's true. I heard somebody say they felt like they was about to get hypnotized. I was like, okay, if you would have got hypnotized, you know you wouldn't have known that, correct? <laughs> I don't know what people be talking about. And you think it's that easily for you to get hypnotized? You need to reevaluate some stuff that's going on in your own brain. If you that and second of all, <laughs> why you continue to listen to a song that you felt like you was being hypnotized to? If you can skip it. It's not the best song on there. You ain't really missing much. So I don't think people know how hypnosis works. No. Because, again, Sean, that's a great point. You wouldn't know you were hypnotized if you were hypnotized. <laughs> you right. wouldn't even be asking that question. They would have told you, act like this is a normal day. Hating Kanye is starting to become a trend. And that's, that's my last hot take. Nah, man. Uh, I guess mine would be listen to good music. Listen to Donda. Give it its streams. You know what I'm saying? It's Kanye West at the end of the day. No, he's not the same person that you see on TV. But musically, that's never left. And get the mid off the streets. Get the mid off the streets. Amen. <laughs> but yeah, catch you on the next one. Peace out. Peace. Holding the road. <laughs>